what's not being talked about. We have a responsibility as people in society, not people above society or away from society, who people are hipper than society, you know what I mean? But people in society whose job is to articulate life and to try to transform it. It's Thought Leader Thursday. Thought Leader Thursday on Metro FM Talk. It is indeed, and uh, our Thought Leader on this Thursday is author, political economist, columnist, former photojournalist, I don't know if he's still a photojournalist, reporter, academic, Yo, how many, how many, um, you know, how many other roles and titles can I add? And uh, now, I guess, uh, author of uh, Too White to be Colored, Too Colored to be Black, on the search for home and meaning, Ismail Lakhadin is our thought leader on this Thursday. Uh, Ismail, how are you? I am Bongra. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, the last time thanks, uh, I spoke to you uh, on the radio, I think you, you were still there at the Nelson Mandela University and we'll come back. Uh, to uh, yeah. you know, what happened there, the circumstances. I hear the students Yo. nearly burnt down the university there when you left. So, so you must tell us what exactly me, was happening. They got me tied up in a confidentiality agreement. I can't, um, I can't explain the, current, sure, the circumstances sure. leading up to my resignation. But well, you can share you know, with us, I guess, what you share in the book because uh, you do speak in the yeah. book. Uh, you know, in passing reference to what happened there. But let's go to the book. Um, I mean, uh, a big part, memoir, commentary, you know, uh, front seat to uh, many of the developments that we think about in the history of this country. Um, and uh, in many ways, I guess, an outcome of your varied experience in many different spaces. So let's maybe start. Who is Ismail? Where did you grow up? Uh, and initially, of course, how did you get into the world of uh, photojournalism and uh, becoming a scribe and, you know, all of the great work that you've done in that space? I longer, you know, the, the thing is, uh, uh, the, the, this book is, uh, I, I, I put this book out there. Because I, stay, I think I say at the outset, I'm not an interesting person, but I have lived in interesting times. Mm. So I, I, I focus, I... I I, I I focus my story and I weave it through our story and to reflect some of the difficulties I've had personally within our society when confronted with, you know, societies, our difficulties. For example, I, I don't say it specifically, but we were forcefully removed like six times mm. from six different townships, yeah. you know, so... But but the, the reason why I didn't mention that is because I know that there are many people who experience the same thing. So mm. I I so I speak about it in passing because we are so familiar with these things. Well, mm. uh, as black people, we are. Yeah. So 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 I started. So basically, I was born inside in a place called Fita. Uh, mm. But I, I I and then I moved. We moved to Grandstown, Riverly. Back to Greenstown, back to Fitas. Then we moved. Finally, we got a two-room house in El Dorado Park, and that. So I, I'll say that's where I grew up. Mm. So the, the 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 a lot of the focus of the early focus, and and this is what stands out in the book. Even though uh, is it's, you know when I say uh, I'm too colored, 
I'm too white to be colored. It's, it's, and in the book, there are many instances where I was actually physically beaten up by my fellow students. Let's, let's refer to, to colored, even though we don't like, you know, I was in the black conscious movement very early and, mm. but I was, I'm the first skinned green eyed kid. So every time I did well at school with the students, uh, my fellow, fellow learners would beat me up and say, yeah, the teacher only likes you because you have green eyes. Mm, mm, and and you know you know how we are you know this colorism among us black sure, people. Sure, sure, sure. So I faced a lot of that, a lot of problems like that. Um, and I don't know if readers, if you or anyone has reached the point that, you know, I was also, um, you know, I, I was raped when I was fourteen, and and the guys who did it used to boast about it for weeks afterwards, and they would say. I'll, I'll put it in polite language because this is the radio station. Uh, yeah, we did that to you in your white bum mm. over and over and over and over. Now, here we are all black, well, okay, all colored people, but that's the kind of stuff that I had to go through in childhood, mm. you know, and, 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 and it was really tough. So you, it makes you feel difficult, you know, to, to, to be at home. In those circumstances, yeah, yeah. Talk, then, talk, you know, talk to me about I, religion and, and also. Then there's a p- oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go when ahead. I was about to say, I mean, I, I guess you know, in those early formative years, all of those experiences. I mean, you mentioned, you know, uh, forced removal, the displacement that comes with that, uh, you know, the horrific sexual abuse that you've just mentioned. Um, yeah, but you also yeah. mentioned in the book, I guess, that you know, the role that looms large or not of uh, religion and uh, religious I yeah, guess, instruction. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about that. Well, you know, the, the thing about, uh, uh, I was brought up as, uh, in a very strict Muslim community. Now, there are variations of Islam. And the one that is, is the, the most strict or the strictest is a, is a, is a Wahhabism that comes from like Saudi Arabia. Mm. And in that, you know, there is this, it's a very austere way of life. You know, you you have to pray when you go to the toilet. You have to pray when you go to the out of the house. You have to say a prayer when you come into the house. You constantly have to pray and constantly have to, you know. So so there is just you know you can't have pictures of people. You can't have you can't leave the house after sunset. And there were all these constraints on us. And you know and and in the end, I just couldn't deal with all of it. You know, so it, next week, I think Ramadan starts again. And, and once I asked, uh, you know, you know, I see in Ramadan, we always have to be kind and be nice and be polite and be gentle and, and kind to each other. We shouldn't be. So I asked, now, why don't we live like that all the time? Mm. And I got a slap. I got a slap. People say I asked too many questions. Huh. Yeah. And so this is how we are driven First, you are given all these identities. You are colored, you are Malay, you are Muslim. You know, and I decided I'm black and I'm, you know, but but no, you see. So so you have to go through the motions of dealing with all these identities and how do you fight back? And for me, I ended up being quite at a loss. And I, you know, I remember my first day at the London, after Soweto, I went back to London School of Economics and we were, there was this inauguration, induction, and and we were told the top 5% of students 
from the top 5% of universities end up at the London School of Economics. And you know what I thought? I said to myself, what what am I doing here? I'm just a colored kid from Eldorado Park. How did I get... So you start doubting yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start doubting yourself. You think, maybe I'm a fake. You know, because... Look, I look around and all these wealthy kids who come Ish. from prestigious schools. And in my family, nobody even finished high school. Ish. You know, and, and so, so there's this constant feeling of unbelonging, mm. the constant feeling of being told what you are, what you should be. And so I decided I need to make something else of sure, what is made sure. of me. You know... Pro- and now it's, yeah, 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 go ahead. Go I mean, ahead. I'm quite interested, I guess, uh, because in a way you've sort of fast-forwarded. Um, and, and I want mm. us to talk about your, your journey, you know, in the newsrooms. Um, I mean, some yeah. of the images you took uh, in the 80s, I mean, there's that image uh, that you took, uh, I guess, without even looking through your viewfinder uh, during yeah, the state yeah, of the yeah. emergency at a roadblock. Um, yeah. And many yeah. other images, I mean, you know, that of uh, yeah. uh, Desmond Tutu. Um, you know, yeah. uh, uh, saving somebody's life from a necklacing, all of those images, yeah. and of course, even your own arrest, um, you know, in the late 80s as well. I mean, talk to me about that experience, and then after all of that, how do you end up at LSE? You know, bro, the thing is, journalism, I, I, I struggled to, to, to get into journalism because English was my second language. Mm. So I had to, ha- I, I held on to like two or three jobs at a time while I was learning English, while I was working as a reporter, and what, at, at, the, at the old, a lot of horrors. And, you know, I, I went through a lot of, uh, I, I had a lot of PTSD. A lot of it came out at NME New uh, that drove me eventually to resign mm. because of, of some of the things that went down there. Um, but, but, you know, if, you, if you're in a crowd and a woman is being burned in your presence. Sure. She's burned alive, and big rocks are being dropped on your, on her head. You know, you hide behind this camera, and you don't want to look at it, but you photograph it. You know, and it's it's a horror that stays with you. So you go home, and and, and you you want to forget about it. So you know, you just get wear and you just you just carry on the next day mm. because that's what's happening in our country. Yes. The 80s was very difficult for us. Yeah. And then when you see something like July happening last year, I mean, surely, surely, Ismail, I mean, it must have brought some memories of that, uh, of that time. Uh, for me, you know, I am wrong. Now, you know, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm going through very, a lot of sadness and disappointment at the moment. Um, you know, uh, they, they, there's an old saying that if, if and, you know, let me just say, let me just put it this way, rather. I am, you know, I've become more radical in the last 10, 12 years than I was, you know, in, in the 90s. Because right now, I just see hunger, I see need, and I see that there are other people who pretend as if apartheid never happened, who pretend as if nothing is wrong with the country. They don't realize the structural injustice. There's a legacy of that that we're still dealing with. And that is what made me more radical now, I suppose, mm. than, than before. Hey, but you've also worked in places, uh, Ismail, you know. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I haven't finished reading the book and I hope you go there. I mean, firstly, the presidency. 
Um, or sorry, uh, you know, the Planning Commission. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, much earlier, yeah. I mean, the, the Office of the Chief Economist at the World Bank. Cool. Yeah. Start there. Start there at the World Bank. Well, I was out of place. I, was, I wasn't very clever. I, I was intellectually insecure. I was intellectually out of place. And what, but, you know, so, so I, I don't, I work for Joseph Stiglitz in his office. My official title was his strategist. Uh, he's speechwriter, mm-hmm. you know. So the, the World Bank was an interesting place because you have to believe you have to believe in a certain orthodoxy and believe and behave in a certain way. But I ended up there quite fortuitously. Let me let me just step back and you know, uh, President Mandela uh, asked me to work for them, and I said I I'm just a journalist. This, this was after I came back from LSE '94. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then I said, no. And then he, he said, no. He, I said, you know, I'm not, not in the ANC. And I, he said, it's okay. I trust you and you're professional, blah, blah, blah. And then I went to the LSE in 90, you know, 97. And then I got a call from, you know, somebody said, hey, you know, the chief economist wants somebody in his office that he can trust. And somebody. So then I ended up at the World Bank. And then, you know, it was a very, I, I, I must confess, I was very, maybe it's that sense of displacement, maybe it's that sense of insecurity, but I felt again out of place there. You know, I mean, again, I thought, hey, man, I'm just a colored kid from El Park. What am I doing in the office of the chief economist? So you go through, so I personally have gone through this a lot. And what it does is it makes you, it makes you feel constantly insecure it makes you feel constantly out of place. It makes you you second guess yourself. And then when I and then I went and did a PhD. Uh, and, and, and then I, when I came back, I was asked to work with the, the oh no president now President Ramaphosa and uh, and, and uh, Mr. Trevor, Mr. Trevor Manuel yes. on the National Planning Commission. And that was an interesting time. And again, you know, uh, it's very, you know, part of it's funny, but it's funny in a sad way. One of the things I had to do was travel around the country to speak to sort of local government people, provincial government people. Maybe I had 100 meetings over three years. And every time I sat, I walked into the meeting, somebody would say, they would whisper, is this guy colored or is he white? And one day, I just broke out in the class and I said, hey, I'm, you know, <laughs> you know, don't speak, don't whisper in the back there. And they all laughed. So I constantly had to explain myself. Mm. And people constantly had to ask me, is this guy white or is he colored? So, you know, and, and, and it, it becomes a constant thing. You know, I, I applied for a job at Stellenbosch University. A white man tells me I'm not black enough I don't meet the diversity <laughs> core requirements. <laughs> a white man at UCT tells me, they, and he, I've got to cut the emails. He said to me, he said they would rather employ an, a real African than a colored. Yeah, you're not a designated so, one. So, yeah. <laughs> you. <laughs> you know, so, so I have this constant battle that I have to fight. And, and, and so I, I feel really um, that I've been broken. You know, I'm loosened from my moors. From those things that moor me, you know. I mean, I, I, I love the Eastern Cape. I always say I'm a Barca, but it's uh, obviously not. But you know, 
there's this sense of mm. of hopelessness and helplessness yes, because you know I I you know I I I'm the only I mean when I was a kid my you know when I had a, a black girlfriend my friends would say yeah you just have a black girlfriend because you want to be black then if I had a white girlfriend they said you had a white girlfriend because you want to be in white so these days you know I just I've given up because yeah. you know I hope you haven't given up to, on love man um, because <laughs> of that. <laughs> I, I've given up. It's a very toxic place we're living in. And, yeah. and, but we can't stop, my brother. Oh, definitely. Bro, maybe just before we let you go, and uh, you know, I, we, you know, man, we can talk until, until the cows hey, come home. We but, can. Uh, I want us maybe to just wrap on this score because I don't want you to give away too much. I mean, I'm reading the book at the moment. It's a page turner. And I'd encourage yeah. many people to go and get it. You say in the book, in one of the pieces, um, because I guess there's also the very strong and rich uh, connections of uh, parts of what is, has become called the Cape Malay community in South Africa, and yes, of course, yeah. a lot of their roots in Malaysia, Indonesia, and other parts, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, of, yeah. of that part of the world. You say your father, uh, you offered your father to go back to Malaysia, and he was like, "No ways, that's not going to." No, no, no. You see, the thing is, when Malaysia became independent, mm. the first the first prime minister said to all the the Malay people. If you want to come and live in Malaysia, come live in Malaysia. So my mother's brothers decided to go back to Malaysia. Mm. Now, I must be careful here because I, I firmly believe I'm, a, I'm an African and, you know, I'm not even going to discuss it. So I firmly, mm. I, I, <laughs> I firmly, so, but my father didn't want to go. And at the time I was 14, I go, well, I was upset. I mean, you know, it's an independent country. Mm. But also, at the same time, I was changing because I stopped perpetuating an ethnic identity. Sure. I mean, because, but now, these days, I see people, you know, I, one of my friends in Eastern Cape got married, Seseto, and she looked so beautiful in her Tata wedding dress. She was so beautiful. I, I took picture, a picture of her and I said, look, can I use this? So, with the Heritage Day, a lot of people go... You know, the Kosa people go to Kosa, their families. Mm. Jewish people go to their families. And I look at myself, hey, hey. you know, I'm just a colored. I said, you're by myself. Where do I go? So so, that, so the whole Malay identity, I think, it, you know, the, the, the Malay identity is there, but I don't, I don't fight a, a bat battle over sure. it because I think sure. we have more important things to fight about in Ish. this country. And you know, I think, you, you know, uh, yeah. One of these days we must have a sit down because I do think uh, even these ethno national enclaves are sometimes, you know, there's a territorialism, you know, around it. Uh, yeah. People are like, hey, this is my one, or Tina, we were here first. Others were, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's all of that. And uh, it's so unfortunate that uh, we, we can't really get into that tonight. But, uh, Prof, uh, because you are Shalom Prof. Always a pleasure uh, catching up with you. Um, and uh, yeah, look forward to finishing the book. And uh, maybe just the last one, where can we get it? I think it, I think it's an exclusive book. I, I don't know. I haven't read it um, uh, because I don't read what I've written. Because oh. it's, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, I do, don't. Do you even look at but your own I, pictures? I wanna, do you look at I your own pictures? I just want to say that, sorry? Do you look at your own pictures? No. I, I, I even even I have my business day column today. I, you know, I don't read it. It's like when I read it, I put it out there for for people. I enjoy the writing part. Asian, the dope but column, but but before I go, I, I I need to just say and give you a lot of respect because you are one of the one of the great thinkers in economics in this country, and it's not enough people know that.
Prof, thank you very much. Humbling, humbling. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Take care of yourself, man. Thank you very much. I, I, okay, brother. Thank you. Yeah, that there is uh, Ismail Lachadin and uh, yeah.